Psalms, Psalm 119, 145 to 152. What have I to fear? Let's open with a word of prayer. Actually, I'll read the psalm, the section of the psalm that we are in, and then we'll open with a word of prayer. Psalm 119, 145 to 152. I cry out with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I cry out to you, save me, and I will keep your testimonies. I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes are awakened through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness. O Lord, revive me according to your justice. They draw near who follow after wickedness. They are far from your law. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this evening we do rejoice in your everlasting arms, in the hope that we have in who you are, your faithfulness. We recognize this evening, Lord, that our hope is not in ourselves, it's not in anything that we can do, it's not in who we are. It is wholly, fully in you. Our hope is in leaning in the everlasting arms. And it's in that hope that we recognize that we have nothing to fear, nothing to dread. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be reminded of these truths and comforted, encouraged this evening as we look at this passage. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Before we jump in, I have a thank you card to read uh, from the Newmans. It says, Dear Church Family, we thank all of you who are able on Saturday, April 29th, to lend your time and strength to help us load the final pod for our move to Illinois to search for and purchase the Safe Haven Ministry Home on the way to fully launching this ministry. Your presence blessed and refreshed us, but so did the prayers from those who were unable to be physically present, but who were able to take time to take us before our Heavenly Father. God chose to grant the desires of our hearts and his answer to our prayers to withhold rain and grant safety. We and the missionaries we serve are blessed to have you as partners of Safe Haven. You share in the labor of our work, and you share in the fruit of those labors. You are a refreshment to us, and we thank you for being willing to be used by God. We also thank you for continuing to pray as we move into transitional housing in Illinois in anticipation of securing the ministry home for Safe Haven. It will be our joy to rejoice with you at the closing of the home he has in mind. Blessings and joy, Jeff and Sherry. This uh, thank you card they gave to me a few weeks ago, and then I got sick and wasn't able to read it. But as you know now, the Lord has given them a home. He's provided that. And uh, this past Monday and Tuesday, I had the privilege of traveling over there to Illinois with the Newmans and helping them get some stuff over there and uh, get settled in their, uh, the transitional housing they're staying in. I got to see the church, and they drove me by the house that the Lord's provided. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was neat to see that. And it was neat to see exactly how the Lord answered their specific prayers. I mean, the house backs right up to a park, lots of uh, a huge area, lots of walking space. 
Uh, within a mile, you can walk down to a beautiful river with a walk down the river. The little downtown area and the town that they're in, Geneva, it is just a beautiful, walkable downtown, neat little restaurants, neat little shops. It was, just, it was, it was really cool to see how the Lord specifically provided exactly what they needed and exactly in his timing. And so I wanted to encourage you uh, with that. They, uh, they're getting settled in, and um, Dr. Newman texted me this morning and said it looks like things are going well with the house, and that should be good to go for June 5th, I think it was, when uh, the closing date for that. So continue to keep the Newmans in your prayers. Um, it was kind of weird we, when we got there and we were walking around, they were showing me around, and Sherry goes, this is odd. And Dr. Newman goes, this is home. <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are home. And so uh, it was weird leaving them behind, but they're getting settled in, so keep, keep praying for them. <clears throat> With that, we turn our attention to Psalm 119, verses 145 to 152. And you'll note that this section of the psalm starts in a place of desperation. The psalmist cries out, I cry out with my whole heart. Everything that is within me, my whole being, cries out to you. Hear me, O Lord. There's desperation here. You can sense it in the psalmist. He is overwhelmed, he's overcome, and he's turning to the one place where he knows he has hope. So I cry out with my whole heart, everything within me. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. That's an interesting note there at the end of verse 145. As the psalmist cries out to the Lord with, the whole, with his whole heart, he's making it clear here, I will keep your statutes, Lord. Regardless of how you answer my prayer, whether it meets what, what I want to see happen or not, regardless, I will keep your statutes. He's not making some trade with God. God, if you do what I want, then, then I'll do what you want. This is a commitment. I will keep your statutes. Even as he cries out to the Lord. Again, verse 146 goes on. I cry out to you, save me, I will keep your testimonies. The psalmist defines himself in dire circumstances. And yet these circumstances have not shaken his faith or his hope. His confidence is still in the Lord and his word. Twice here in these opening verses he says, I will keep your statutes. I will keep your testimonies. You see his desperation even in verses 147 and 148. I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. This is a continual cry in his heart, morning after morning. He can't sleep. He's up before the sun, crying out to the Lord. Hear my cry. Answer me, Lord. Yet, at the same time, in the midst of this desperation, I hope in your word. We see a steady chorus of confidence in God's word throughout, not just these verses, but all of Psalm 119. Over and over and over again as the psalmist cries out to the Lord as he brings his request, the, the one chorus that we see all the way through is his confidence in God and in his word. 
That doesn't shift with his changing circumstances. His confidence, his hope remains steadfast. He's up early, he's crying out for help, and yet, verse 148, my eyes are awake through the night watches. Why? That I may meditate on your word. I would submit to you that this is the one thing that is helping to keep the, comp- the, the psalmist confident in the Lord and in his word. It's the fact that he is continually meditating on his word. He might be up more early in the morning crying out for help, but he is sure to stay up late and meditate on his word. He knows where his help comes from. He knows what he needs. So he meditates on the word of God. Crying out to the Lord. Again, one, verse 149. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness. O Lord, revive me according to your justice. Note even here that his prayer is based on who God is. It's because of who you are. Hear my voice based on your loving kindness. Revive me, because you are just. In fact, I would submit to you that the more time the psalmist spends in God's word, meditating on his word, the better he comes to know God. And the better he comes to know who God is, the more reason he has to cry out to God and to hope in him all the more. His confidence is only growing the more he meditates on God's word. In fact, you see that even in one verse 140 or 150. They draw near who follow after wickedness. They are far from your law. You see, even as the psalmist is talking about his enemies, those who are rising up against him, he sees them for who they really are. He sees them from the perspective of God's word. These are wicked men. They are far from your law. He has a right perspective, even about those who are rising up against him. He recognizes who they are. In verse 151, you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. You are near, O Lord. What a comforting truth that is to know that the Lord is near. Even as we looked at last Wednesday, the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples before he ascends in Matthew 28, and lo, I am with you always. Of all the things he could have said, that is what he leaves them with. I am with you. It's the same thing that the psalmist here drives, finds his hope in, that the Lord is near. He sees me. He knows me. He hears me. He knows that all of his commandments are truth. Everything that you say, Lord, is true. In fact, concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. 
It is settled in the psalmist's mind that he knows that the word of the Lord will stand, his promises will stand, they will not fade away, God will keep his word. This is the only solid foundation on which to build because it is unchanging, because God is unchanging. In fact, we've seen that a couple times through Psalm 119. The fact that God's word is established forever, it does not change. The psalmist has known that as of old. You have founded them forever. They are sure, they are faithful because that is who you are. And so here in these verses, even though it starts in a place of desperation, in fact, you almost, you can sense the desperation all throughout this. It's a desperation, it's a frustration with his circumstances that we've seen with the psalmist all throughout Psalm 119. All throughout Psalm 119, his enemies have been there. And yet, throughout the entire psalm, even though his circumstances have not changed, even though his enemies are still right there, his hope remains steadfast in the word of God. I hope in your word. That is the steady chorus of confidence throughout Psalm 119. Now I would submit to you that part of the psalmist's confidence comes from his discipline. That he meditates on the word of God. He's come to know who God is and the more he meditates, the more he knows God, the more confident he grows. So may we, like the psalmist, meditate on God's word. May we cry out to the Lord for hope, for help. And may we grow all the more confident in our hope as we come to know him more through his word. You are near, O Lord. What a comforting truth that is. We're going to transition to time of prayer requests. We are moving through Psalm 119.